poker's legendary champions, next generation stars, and tireless ambassadors of the game, sharing their wisdom and guiding your journey to high achievement on the green felt. This is Tactical Tuesday on Chasing Poker Greatness with your hosts, Brad Wilson and John Chai. Welcome, 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 my friend, to another episode of the Chasing Poker Greatness podcast. As always, this is your host, the founder of ChasingPokerGreatness.com, Coach Brad Wilson. And I'm joined by John because today is the tacticalist of all the days. How you doing, sir? How's it going? How are you? Doing well, doing well. What have you cooked up for the CPG listener and watcher today? This is a, a weird theme. Um, Basically, in both hands, something that I just never expected, or just something that I almost never see happen, something that I didn't expect, like a sizing or an action or something like that. And they both kind of feel a little bit fishy to me. Um, but at least this first one is fishy as in playing, buy a fish or. Yeah, yeah. Like one of them, I think, was definitely buy a fish. This one was, is actually someone that I know is a. I'm almost certain is like a very good reg. And I was just, I, I didn't know. Like I knew that before this hand happened and I didn't know how to interpret the hand. Okay. All so right. yeah, weird things happening post-flop. Yeah. John is gobsmacked by the unexpected. <clears throat> See how you respond. Uh, so hand numero uno, you have the six and the four of clubs in the big blind. Uh, cutoff opens to 25. You're playing good old 1K and L, 510 no limit online. You defend from the big blind with a six and the four of the same suit. And looks like you're about 130 big blinds deep here. Mm -hmm. uh, there's 55 in the pot. The flop is ace of clubs, sin of hearts, five of clubs. You check and the in position player bets pot. I guess we'll start here. Given what I know about this like player profile, completely not surprised to see big sizes on double Broadway boards as the pre-flop raiser. Um, I think this is just a it's a very reasonable strategy to have. Just anyways, um, you're gonna have a massive range advantage on these boards. A lot of the strongest hands on Ace Ten Five, I'm gonna be three betting hands like Ace Ten suited, Aces Tens. Um, so it really removes just a lot of the strongest value from my range. I, I don't even have the strongest, you know, top pair hands like Ace King, Ace Queen. Um, so yeah, I think like the imposition player can just start, or the preflop raiser can just start putting a lot of pressure on like my bluff catcher range, and at the same time, um, you know, just could easily be value betting lots of very reasonable hands to value bet for the size, given that that they have all those strong hands on this board. All right, so this is not the spot where. You're confused or no, face no, the unexpected. Yeah, I think it's normal. yeah, tip, just fairly typical big yeah. bet. Big bet on the, these types of boards is the PFR. Uh, so you have a flush draw and a backdoor straight draw, mm -hmm. and basically no thoughts other than calling a. Did we talk about check raising? I mean, that's that could be like another ten minutes, but I mean, we could talk about it. I, I think that like I, I don't think it's great, but. I just think it's, uh, yeah, you can go ahead and talk about it if, if you wish. 
I mean, I think this is a board, again, like these double Broadway boards where the preflop raiser, I think, has a, has a pretty good range advantage. Um, these are going to be boards that I'm going to have very few, if any, check raises on. I think even if I had a hand like a set of fives, for example, or just ace-10 offsuit, uh, I'd probably just do a lot of calling, um, keep kind my calling range to. strong. Yeah, you, you kind yeah. of have to, right? You can't like check raise your sets on this board because then if you check raise your sets, well, what do you have to call with on facing turn and river bets? And right. villain's already starting polarized, mm -hmm. so those bets are going to be coming yeah. quite frequently. Yeah. And then also like villain just has lots and lots of strong hands on this board that are not going to fold. Um, just natural value that that that's big and isn't going to fold. And I think yeah. targeting a range that has a lot of those hands, um, even with a hand that has equity like a flush draw is... is questionable ill-advised yeah. so basically you're just calling here for the most make part a I, I think like <laughs> in general like maybe you can have some like exploitative check raises with like bottom set if you so chose i don't think it's like the craziest thing to do here because you as we just said like uh, if you're playing on a website where you can track information and build out player specific player profiles against villains and i think like maybe you just want to have a flatting range but even then i think it's really difficult to be able to discern when somebody's like just has has a pure flatting range and then raises with yeah. top of range hands it's just like really really hard to pinpoint in the right. wild against a specific opponent so right. i wouldn't mind check raising with fives exploitatively um i don't mind calling with fives uh don't fold bottom set though. I think that's mm. that's the one that I dislike. Um, yeah, I agree with that one. <laughs> um, so you decide to go ahead and call because you have very narrow, if non-existent, raising range on the flop, and now you turn a flush. So there is one fifty-nine in the pot. The board is Ace Queen Ten Five, um, Ace Queen Five of Clubs. You check the turn, and villain bets a third. Yeah, this is where I was starting to get confused. Not the size that I expected. I thought I'd see a lot of big betting and a lot, a lot of checking again on the turn. Um, just like more polarizing, similar, similar story to the flop. I thought, you know, just flushes and King Jack are going to bet big. Not exactly sure what what he does with a hand like top set, but I think you could. It wouldn't be the end of the world to bet big with that hand or 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 check. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I I was just kind of flummoxed by this well, small I mean, size here. Yeah, essentially they're just using a third for their turn size, right? They're um, we have to assume that they're doing this with most of range and probably have like two pairs and straights and sets and maybe flushes as well. Yeah, really, like. I that's okay. You could build a strategy like that, but like if I'm in I'm in this guy's shoes, like I'm just if I have a flush or a straight, like I would just like to bet the big the bigger size. Like I don't want to like handcuff my value because I want to bet two pair thinly or something on the turn. But I don't know. Maybe this has more utility for some reason. Well, okay. So I mean, the next thing we have to talk about is just like raising here with the yeah. six nine flush. Like I, I was I was not playing on raising. Pretty much at any point in this hand. I thought that I was gonna face either big bets or checks, and versus the big bets, I'm not gonna raise, and versus the checks, I'm you know, I'm just probably just gonna value better later later street if the turn gets checked through. Um, so yeah, here again, like I was just like, uh, okay, I didn't expect this all small size. Like my hand is probably my exact hand is probably doing pretty well versus the small size. Do I want to have raises here? 
probably not. You probably don't want to reopen the action uh, at this depth, especially if Philan's constructing their range in this way by betting a third. Right. Like if they um, do bet a third with range and they just have, you know, king nine of clubs here. Yeah. In which case you're not doing well. Yeah. Um, okay. So basically, do you think, do you, do you actually think that they could be doing that? Like betting, betting small with flushes and, and straights? Like just, I, I get that, that that is a potential strategy, but like in your heart of hearts, do you actually think that that, that is what this person is doing? Probably. Wow. I, okay. I, I would, Imagine that they have a strat on flush completing turns after big betting flop and okay. choose okay. to bet a third on the turn. That that would be like that's what my my gut tells me. Um, okay. Otherwise, it's kind of just like hard to naturally find the small size, hmm. you know. So you check uh, four flush on river, and now villain bets two three fourths. Yeah, something like that. 194 into 262. Yeah. Four flush, run out, ace, queen, 10, 5, 8. Now, congratulations. You have a flush. I think that this is a pretty pretty much a snap on the river. I think it's somewhat difficult for villain to have like, you know, it's essentially they're polarizing on the river, so they're saying they have like the king or not the king. It's hard for them to have... I mean, I guess they could have like King Jack off with the King of Clubs. Maybe they bet with the Jack of Clubs, King Jack... Yeah, I think this size could, clubs. can include the Jack of Clubs, right? Like if he goes like pot or over pot, I'd say, okay, he's saying he has the King of Clubs exactly. But I think this is a size where, you know, you can get away with value betting the Jack of Clubs for this size. Yeah. Clearly, because I'm going to call with the Six of Clubs. Right. But it's hard to have the Jack of Clubs. There's not like... How many hands actually have the Jack of Clubs here? Really? King Jack, like the Jack of Clubs. Jack nine offsuit. Bet. Big bet flop. Small bet turn. Mm. I don't know. You said they're small bet turn with range. So. I don't know. That, I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I'm not them. We could get them. Maybe you could call in and explain explain your strat here. Uh, if the villain you're playing against is listening to this episode of Tactical Tuesday. But... I just I think that like it's hard to have the king of clubs like they need they could turn a flush I, I think there's you know king jack king nine king seven all the way down to like king four king ten <laughs> I guess I have a four but yeah yeah so a decent amount but I mean you don't really have to find a lot of bluffs or that many bluffs or lower equity hands to like bluff catch river so I, I think like just I just call it river and move on with my life. How does that like? How do you like kind of mesh what you think about the range on the turn with like bluff catching the river? Because like the turn, they're kind of saying I don't have any bluffs or very few bluffs, right? Yeah, I mean, if if it's their strat though, then they're gonna have some like king x of spades, like jack x of whatever's. Okay. Um, okay. Like I, I think they have like because it's the cutoff. They just have a lot of King X or Jack X, yeah. those type of hands um, that go ahead and bet the turn and they just wind up in their range on the river. Yeah. Okay. Um, plus, I mean, you know, the small bet is, is quite nice too because like if a lot of villains flushes or stronger hands can raise on the turn, then that lets their King X and Jack X off the hook. Bet, well, it lets their King X and Jack X bet the river oh, I see. Um, yeah, more yeah, profitably. Yeah, yeah. Like when they use a big size. Yep. Yep. So it could set up 
you know, the, the turn small bet could set up like big river bets on mm-hmm, various mm-hmm. runouts. Mm-hmm. It's uh, just that, <laughs> yeah, it's just that their line doesn't, I feel like their line starts becoming less believable for value when you, when you do something like that on the turn and then being like, okay, well now I'm going to follow up with the big river bet because I, I know you don't have a good hand, but it's like, really, would you play like a good hand like that yourself? I don't know. Well, to be fair, their line doesn't make a lot of sense either way. You know, since you didn't expect it and haven't had much yeah, um, yeah. experience facing it, right? So it's hard to say, really. Um, I think the bigger takeaway would be like more investigation into villain's line here on this board mm-hmm. with this sizing scheme. So what'd you do? Four flush, you have six high flush. I assume you don't fold. It's called, yeah. yeah. The deuces. Now that's a hand. Hmm. I'm not exactly sure what to think other than they're just basically turning it into a bluff. Like it's just a, yeah. On the river. I think it's fine. Yeah. You can get lots of better stuff to fold by the river. Well, I think they have to be setting up the river by betting the turn, right? With do. So you think that that's what they're doing? It's like, okay, I'm going to bet small here. A lot of flushes are going to be tempted to raise for this versus the small size. So once they don't raise, I kind of have the green light to go crazy on the river. I can't imagine them betting the turn and checking back the river. (laughs) Deuces, no club. Um, that <laughs> we don't have to, we don't have to have this villain call in to the show to recognize that they're probably not checking back on a, on a bunch of rivers with deuces here. Yeah. yeah. Well, interesting. All right. So hand number two, more unexpected shenanigans that John mm-hmm. faces long story short in hand number one, just make a flush and <laughs> call and hope for the best. Stick around after Flush, it's a good hand. In a world where a fish dog bets the flop and you don't know what to do, one man Coach Brad Wilson has a surefire plan to neutralize flop leads and rip that dunk to shreds. Nuffle. Available now. Go to chasingpokergreatness.com slash nuffle. Radar. All right. Welcome back to Tactical Tuesday, the day where John faces a bunch of things that he did not expect to face. John, you want to dive right into hand number two? Yeah. So I'm in the cutoff, face check offsuit. Action folds around to me. I open to $25. Uh, player on the button calls. I don't know if I knew he was a fish or not at the moment um but i think something that happens very soon will just confirm that he's a fish uh so ace jack for rainbow i flopped top two out of position um obviously a really good flop for my hand uh just going to be doing a lot of checking out of position maybe just close to range check i think it's just the easiest easiest way to manage your ranges when you're pfr out of position uh player on the button that's 25 dollars into 65 um, I think I have a pretty comfortable check raise here with top two and just try to go for all the money. All right. That's Business. what I do. Size looks relatively small. Yeah. I think I wanted to go small to like just make sure that, you know, I don't lose out on because I'm trying to get called by like mostly one pair of hands here and gut shots, I assume. Yeah. Um 
Yeah, yeah which well, I just want to keep like make sure like Ace Five stays in there, and you know. Yeah, I think Ace Five is probably gonna gonna be be willing. Oh shit. <laughs> okay so like okay I, I, I guess this guy's not not a rag yeah 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 okay so i clicked forward in the replayer and thinking you just call and remove yeah, one. Th- yeah think thinking villain just calls but they actually bet three bet and it looks like minimum almost minimum yeah yeah or pretty, actually no exactly yeah i think it's minimum yeah so they bet three bet to 192 um yeah, I think I'd just call and call them down. Okay. That was going to be my question here. It's like, do you ever do anything other than call? Here? I don't think so. Because I think I'm they're like, going to stack themselves with like Ace-4 and when they have like random spazzes, I want them to just keep going. Yeah, that was my nightmare was that they do have Ace-4 here some of the time and like maybe Ace-4 doesn't stack itself, right? Maybe like on a run out where it's like a king and a, you know, eight, just like over cards to the four maybe they just check back river or something or, or yeah maybe something like that but i think like it's such a narrow range that you'd be targeting to bet three bet that i i would much rather give them some rope to do some wacky spewy stuff yeah okay so that's what i ended up doing i, I was honestly more like <laughs> yeah i was honestly more scared than like oh I'm, I'm just giving them rope to let them do wacky spewy stuff i was like wow you really have a set of fours come on I mean, what, like, what's the point of being scared? You're going know, broke. There's not a world yeah, where, like, you yeah. don't get stacked with Ace Jack. I know, so, I, mean, I know, I know. I'm just saying that, like, uh, just my my honest mindset at this time was not like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to let him go crazy with, like, seven, eight of diamonds. Like, I was just like, oh, man, I'm just going to call my all stack, all my all my money at some point in this hand and just be shown two fours. Well, reptile brain took over. Like, yeah, yeah you're obviously not folding top two versus a fish. Uh, I would imagine. Um, or, or anybody. Yeah. Oh. All right, Jam so. the river. Okay, yeah. So I check call 225 on the turn. Yeah, turn, turn to six. six so ace jack 6-4, rainbow. Four rainbow board. Fill in bets 225 and a 450. John check calls, which I think is good. And the river, they bet... Uh, the river's a seven. They bet 500 into 900, leaving themselves with 298. Did you say jam river? Fucking reptile brain on the river by me. Yeah. No, no, I didn't jam. I, I'm, I'm guessing that's... Looking at this now, it seems... Wouldn't force just jam the river? I mean, probably, but I think the biggest thing is like this $300 is what, what we're laboring over and like... 270 270 Yeah, so like even if... Um, even if you only get called by like 40% worse hands the the oh you only have 270 yeah yeah it's not a big loss so like i I think it's a situation where it's like i don't know exactly what they could have that i beat but there's only one thing they could have that beats me and so i tend to in those situations just put the money in under the hope that they have some random thing that can call yeah, you know, maybe they just river at a six, a seven, or something like that. Maybe just ace king just calls it off here. Yeah, maybe they have ace king or ace queen or ace ten, and they're just doing something really weird. Yeah, I just reptile brained it and was like, eh, I'm not getting stacked by fours. I'm saving my two seventy. <laughs> yeah, 
and you didn't stack ace queen. So uh, you, you called villain had ace queen. So like, I, I think that this is actually quite an important thing. You know, there's one realistic hand that beats us. We don't know what calls the jam, but we have to assume that there are hands that call the jam. Yeah, like ace four, for example. It's just going to call it off. Like, when they show ace queen off, this call becomes such a punt, like such a massive punt when they just have like one other hand that you didn't consider. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Oh yeah. Think, next time I'll just, I'll, I'll make sure I lump in the ace queen next time I get bet three bet on <laughs> ace jack four. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think mostly it's just considering like, oh, they only have one realistic hand that beats me. Maybe they have some unrealistic hands that I beat that I'm not even considering. Yeah, it's really easy to make a mistake by just calling here. Yeah. Really, uh, really, really easy. So yeah. I just prefer to. I think I'm just like, yeah. I'm embarrassed to admit that, like on the river, I'm pretty sure my reaction was like, oh my God, thank God he didn't jump. Call. <laughs> <laughs> well, you won the minimum. Congratulations. Getting, getting better every day. So I do Tech Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, good episode, sir. Thank you for listening and subscribe, join the village, do all the things that Comment. you need to do. Comment, like the YouTube video, youtube.com slash chasing poker greatness. If you listen on the podcast and haven't checked out the YouTube yet, uh, I think that the visuals of the Bean episode are more than worth a subscription and checking out of the Chasing Poker Greatness YouTube channel. And uh, that's yeah, all. That was worse than this hand. That's all I have for this week. See you next week. Thanks for listening to Chasing Poker Greatness. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Go to ChasingPokerGreatness.com to get the newsletter. Join the Greatness Village community. Book a coaching session or dive into the latest data-driven poker courses. Follow the show on Twitter at CPG Podcast.